Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Gerardo Lopez, welcome to Rooster and the Devil, man. How's it going? How's it going, Mike? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it's been going great. I, I wanted to talk about our background a little bit, uh, and then about the podcast. This is a soccer-related podcast. You and I know each other from basketball, where we were reporters since about 2012. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about how you know me a little bit. Right, so we we met in DC uh, covering a uh, uh, Washington Wizards game, and we met through a mutual friend, uh, Arnold Gelb. He, um, you know, he just he was the glue that united us, um, and yeah, ever, I think that was way back in. I want to say 2013, maybe 2014. That, that sounds right. I think I started covering the Wizards 2013, 2014. So I think it was 2014 after the All Star uh, weekend because that's when I met Arnaud back in in New Orleans. So you met him in New Orleans for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't I remember that. that was our first All Star uh, with with Sayli uh, with Sai, my wife. Who, uh, she covers the, the All-Star Weekends with me. And we we flew on a Saturday because of the snowstorms here in D.C. We couldn't get out uh, Friday evening. And way, way back then, we were we were rookie, rookies at this. We, you know, now we know if you're going to cover an All-Star Weekend, you got to get there by Thursday if you want to go to the— Thursday's the know, day. Big, yeah. You wanna Thursday go to and the Friday are my favorite days. Sure. Yes. So we so got we there the Saturday. Strike. We got there Saturday. So we were able to just ride uh, at seven o'clock to watch the uh, you know, dunk contest and the three-point uh, contest and the skills contest. And we um, afterwards we went to the media hospitality. So All-Star Weekend. If you're part of the media and that covers the NBA events, you're able to go to this media hospitality and just get free food, um, free drinks. And that's where we met Arnaud and super, super cool guy, super down to earth. You just asking us a bunch Very of questions French. about, yeah, about Puerto Rico, about, you know, uh, he's just, he was a curious, he's a curious guy. And I think afterwards we started uh, just going to the Wizards games uh, together. And that's where I met you. Yeah. Um, and ever since we've, uh, you know, we've been bonded through the, through sports. Now that I'm thinking back a little bit, I think I knew Geld before All-Star Weekend because I remember him Probably. talking about it. And then he got back and then I met you through him. And then we kind of became the, the three musketeers running around the three of us uh, right. so, Center at the time. So 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 you met Geld before me then. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So this is 2012. You were working for an outlet tab Desportes based out of Puerto Rico, right? Right. Tab so de now. Right. Now you are owner and president of Cultura Sports. So tell me about that a little bit. I, I, and I would say that I think Gelb would be proud of you. You're running your own outlet. You've got a, a few important connections. And you've always been very good at, at networking. And, I, and I, I've always admired, admired that about you. And Cultura Sports seems like it's going pretty well. 
Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so we, um, it was two years ago. I, again, this was my seventh season in the NBA covering for, for TAB. And I've already made the connections, uh, not only on NBA, but MLB, um, I don't know, golf, tennis, um, boxing, Nike, the brands. Yeah. Brands. I already had made my own connections, my own relationships. And, um, I said, you know what? It's time. It's, it's time to just go on our own and, and, and create, um, our own media outlet with our own vision, um, a different vision that, uh, you know, the one that, that I want to move, push, push forward. And that's when, uh, uh, yeah, a year ago, uh, NBA finals of two years ago. Yeah. It must've been two because you went to, uh, we were in Charlotte, you were Cultura. Right. So a year and a half ago, uh, NBA finals, I flirted with the idea to, um, uh, partner up with, uh, uh, this kid that, that, uh, baby Yao, who, um, had, uh, also plans of just going on his own and, uh, partnering up with somebody. So we came up with the name Cultura Sports. Uh, it was Cultura NBA, only, only about NBA. But then mm-hmm. I, I, I changed it to Cultura Sports to cover just to cover more sports. Um, and yeah, and the rest is history. Uh, we got the approval to cover NBA through Cultura NBA, uh, Cultura NBA. And, uh, yeah, and, um, ever since we've been uh, on our own, uh, making new co- connections, and uh, it's it's been great, man. It's been great. And I, I want to double click on Baby Yao for a second because this man's from Costa Rica. Shaq gave him the nickname Baby Yao, right? Yeah. He's an influencer, right? Like, he is. He's an influencer. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> 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 right? No, he no he. He he does a lot of things, uh, you know, good, uh, well. Uh, he, you know, he knows um, what's gonna be viewed, what's gonna be clicked. He he he's he's a millennial. He he grew up with all these social media things from when he was on a crib, so he knows to maneuver uh, the content, uh, you know, very well. He also is very uh, entrepreneur. Um, how do you entrepreneurial entrepreneurial yeah yeah he he's always up to something now he has his own like clothing store where he in costa rica for some reason it's tough to get like shoes and apparel from known brands like nike adidas under armor so he just goes into his uh, you know entre um entrepreneurial uh mode and he just started saying well I have a solution for that. Uh, I'll just, you know, start my own store and I'll be the conduit between what's missing in Costa Rica and what's out here in the mainland in the USA. So he's he's been doing that for a couple months now. He's he he uh, he's been having great success. He started his uh, he opened up his own cell phone uh, store. Costa Crazy. Rica. Yeah. yeah. He's and, on and TV he, too. Isn't he on some NBA show yeah, in Costa Rica? He's, he's on TV. He's, um, he also uh, rivals you in the selfie game. I've, I mean, yeah, I would oh, say to oh, yeah. the devil listeners, this man that you're listening to talk right now in front of me on Skype is one of the most prolific selfie takers I've ever seen. We're talking Michael Jordan, A-Rod, Kobe, Larry Bird. I mean, <laughs> yeah, do you have a Larry Bird one? 
I mean, yeah, who's I mean, your favorite? Who are your personal favorites for selfies? I mean, I mean, you gotta go MJ. MJ is the holy grail. It's the toughest one to get. Impossible you know, a story. And there's a story about him just being like, even you know people that um, were were right next to him, and you would think have the perfect opportunity. He just says no, no pictures, and he has a he has a um, you know a rules, and he just. You know, and people know that, but we just got super lucky that Gail, that day, right? That, yeah, Michael, we gelled, that we were come on, we were, <laughs> right? That we were able to get a picture with him in, in Charlotte when he just won his first playoff game as an owner. He was in good in a good mood, and we just caught him at the right moment um, without any of his bodyguards inside the locker room, and it was just the right time, and it was the right moment, and it happened, and it was amazing. But it, again, it's very rare sure um but yeah baby yeah he he is uh he loves the selfie game um that's something that i noticed um this weekend that there was a lot of newbies that were uh just doing that a lot and sure sure you've always uh, you have, you've always done it well where right. in the locker room you're very respectful and you're not going for selfies like you have right you have, yours have come at the airport or, or like walking around the halls in right. different situations or around the cities during all-star weekends so yeah and you yeah, come to that, a point and you come to a point now that it's like uh, six seven years in you're like no i mean this is very you understand why it's annoying uh because it's, it's just as a as a celebrity you just bombarded with this these requests every day and again I, I get it they're they're newbies it was their first time covering the the all-star weekend and they're like like i mean a, like like a kid in disney world and and i get it but you have to be very very careful because there's a lot of eyeballs watching and you don't know who they are who they you know if they're higher ups from the nba or from wherever and that you know can lead to, you know, potentially you being blacklisted by the NBA. Sure. So don't very, want that. that. That was an observation that um, caught my eye. Uh, but again, it's I understand it. I just I wish I wish them well, but you just they have to be careful. careful. But yeah, yeah, but yeah he he uh, he did his thing. He was uh, influencing from uh, day one. He uh, he uh, you know he reached a lot of people in Costa Rica. He's He's a good dude. So I told him once we 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 uh, passed the year, uh, one year of Cultura NBA, I told him, hey, you should go uh, since you're already have an account on social media as Baby Yao. You have a brand. Um, you should go uh, as you should go and venture out yourself and just try to, um, you know, build upon that brand that you already have he has a and, big yeah his brand yeah, yeah. And, and you guys have a pretty big footprint it looks like i, I, I noticed your instagram accounts are all in a near a hundred thousand even cultura kicks is up there in in the amount of followers so i commend yeah. you man you're doing yeah, a good yeah. job yeah and, and baby yao again I, I told him hey go 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 get him and he did he he ventured out to just uh be his own um owner of of his media outlet so he now this was his first time covering the all-star weekend at ea baby uh, yeah. didn't know that so he, i didn't know that yeah we we 
so he sold his his stake uh, Cultura Sports Stake to me back. So I'm the sole owner now, um, and we collaborate. We were again, we're 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 good friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we throughout the weekend we were. You Did you know, play basketball with him? No, he uh, no he 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 didn't no he didn't have uh, time to do that. But we we got each other's back. Yeah. Even though we're not partners anymore, we still got each other's back. And and he's okay with, with actually he's happy that he's able to go as himself. As sure. He's a personality, he's an influencer, he's he's a, he he's well known in his uh homeland in Costa Rica. So I commend him for that and he's gonna be okay. And um and I again he told me if he wants to cover uh, he told me if he you know, he asked me if he wants to cover games um, he can go to the Cultura Sports umbrella and cover uh, as Cultura Sports. But I told him the sky's the limit. You can probably cover yourself as your own, you know. Uh, yeah, your outlet. own entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's good. So after that, um, this was recently. Uh, that this was before the start of the NBA season. Uh, this season, we just started uh, covering. Um, you know, other sports like MLB. And uh, we were lucky and fortunate enough that the team that we uh, our, our home base is here in Washington, D.C. That's where we live. That's where we, we reside, my wife and I. And we were fortunate enough to have the Washington Nationals go on a World Series run. And again, through my contacts, um, I went to, uh, by, by the way, I went to Georgetown University for master's degree about eight years ago. That's where I met a lot of people, a lot of contacts. One of them is the director of, of media relations uh, for the Washington Wizards. And he's always been good good to me as far as like allowing me to cover games. And when I p- pitched him the idea of me, me being a new media outlet to cover MLB, you know, he was one of the sponsors that, uh, you know, uh, supported me supported our, our outlet and we were able to get the, the blessing from MLB thanks in part to, to him and his staff. So long story short, the, 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 uh, the nationals are in the world series in October and we cover that full blown, um, all seven games. We went to Houston, we went back to DC, we went back to Houston and we were there for game seven to cover it. And I oh saw that, goodness, bro. Your that mom lives in Houston too. You got a little mom yeah. time in there. That that's nice. Definitely. Yeah. So then so, you did World I mean, Series October. You did Super Bowl. I saw that. And yeah, and then that after uh, yeah, after after going to um, yeah, after a couple months um, you know, covering NFL. NFL was never in our portfolio, but again, NFL uh, through the Redskins, they have a, a a point of contact that went to Georgetown University and went to the same program as I did. And that's how, again, this is all about networking. This is all about creating relationships, maintaining relationships. Be good to your I don't know, points of contact. You know, don't don't be fooling around with like getting autograph or asking for autographs, stuff that can get you in trouble. You don't do that. that and this is this is my advice, because you, you want to maintain that healthy relationship with your point of contact in a professional you know, sports team. Uh, so that's, uh, again, through the, that point of contact with, uh, with the Redskins in the NFL, we were able to go to uh, cover a game. We were able to go 
to uh, to the Super Bowl to cover the whole week of the. We didn't go to the game because that gotcha. is very very tough. Sure. But at least we made, an, uh, you know, additional contacts that work in the NFL and the communications department that will be beneficial for us moving forward. We met the Ravens, uh, point of the, one of the dire- communications directors, and talked to him for I don't know five minutes, and afterwards he said, "Hey, we would love you to to cover." A game next next season, so that's that that's a that's a plus for Cultura Sports. That's a uh, you know objective uh, that was definitely there uh, before we flew to to Miami, and, and and the objective was accomplished. So um, we're very we're very happy that NFL is moving our NFL portfolio is moving in the right direction slowly, but it it's moving. Sure. And you guys, you know, this is a soccer podcast, got to bring it back. And it's got to be weird for you to see me as such a big soccer fan because all I did was NBA back when we were hanging out all the time going to games. But um, you, you have a little bit of a uh, sports or a soccer portfolio at this point, right? Is that something yeah. you're trying to build? Definitely. We've we've covered a, a few games from the Puerto Rican uh, national team and they um, and also we've we've uh, we are in the process of getting approval for the U- UEFA league. So that means covering games in Spain, France, uh, England. But that, that again, that is a big, wow. big market. That sure. is maybe as big or bigger than the NFL. So, but it's, it's, it's part of our, our goals to just start, you know, cause we have people. What about MLS in- locally? Because there's a lot of <laughs> Spanish speakers in MLS. Definitely. And I'll get you Moises Linares point, point of contact. I'll, I'll set it up so you can have him in your podcast. He's the, uh, uh, one of the anchor sports anchors for, um, Telemundo and NBC four. He did the play by play for the DC United a while back, while back, uh, for the Spanish, uh, radio, um, listeners. He's very, very familiar with the whole soccer scene. He's going to be a great guest. For your podcast he has a lot of insight he's from el salvador and his story is amazing from the streets of california he, growing up he had nothing and he made his way up and he's now you know a big name in the sports arena here in dc and he's going to the olympics to cover the olympics for nbc4 and telemundo a big big deal for the latino community a big deal for him well deserved i'm gonna you, you'll have him actually before he goes to Japan. Uh, he'll 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 do this. Uh, he'll be a guest. Uh, Gerardo, I was always riding your networking coattails. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, DC United, we still haven't uh, um, gone there to cover. But we've we again part of our goals uh, definitely want to cover a few games uh, next season. Um, and again, they have a new. New, uh, new arena, new field. Uh, they say it's uh, it's amazing. I haven't been. There I gotta yet. go. Yeah. Yeah. And now with the XFL being in the same venue, they're saying that it's attracting a lot of people. They're saying the XFL, the the DC team has played two games this season, and they're saying that it's been amazing. Has gotten great reviews. It looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've been interested yeah, in fun. the game. Yeah. All right. So I want to, before I do want to take a deep dive on this specific all-star weekend, because you and I have gone to three all-star weekends together, NOLA, New York, and Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And it's always Mm -hmm. amazing. We have a lot of fun, but before that, I want to ask you about, 
um, interviews that you've done that stick out in your mind. And I do want to say we've had this conversation before where English is your second language. Right. So you, you've said, and, and I think you're excellent at interviewing people in English. It's always been a skill of yours. Like you would disagree though. And, um, so Spanish, your first language, it seems like you're more comfortable interviewing players, but I, I did want to see, like, I wanted to ask you about that interviewing in English versus Spanish and then any specific players that stand out to you, any sport and why. Yeah, def- de- definitely English a little bit tougher. Cause like, like you said, uh, it's not my first language. I still think in Spanish and sometimes I just, the English words don't come out as sharp, as crisp, as other reporters that have been in the game for forever and they just are good at just asking simple questions. The less words, the less clutter, the better the question. And you have, there's, there's a, an art to asking the question to a LeBron James who's a very smart human being that can call bullshit very quickly. And if you don't have something of substance in that question and at the same time be simple enough that he can get it quick, quickly, you're in trouble. And he's yeah, call and you I, out. I have I have seen international reporters in NBA locker rooms struggle, but I also think the players are just being assholes, and they should realize that the, it's a, the person's second language, and they cut them no breaks at all. So I, I, I've seen it from both sides. Like, true, you can't catch, ben, you can't give the guy a break. Like, true, uh, and and the thing is, he he's able to switch gears. So, for example, during this All Star weekend, there was a few uh, international reporters that. They did. They didn't even stumble. It's just, you know, it's 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 um, it's just it's different. different. You, You're you, thinking you know, in different language, right? Yeah. It's different. It's, it's just you, and and he was patient enough to just ask again. Are you referring to this? Okay, and he yeah. answered it. So he was, and again, everybody was on a on a on a somber, more more empathetic mood because of the Kobe. whole Kobe tragedy everybody was that's something that i wanted to point out everybody was very very like united and that was actually jordan brand's theme for for the weekend unite uh very fitting because chicago the united center because of the united airlines uh, chicago is a very uh it's, it's it's a city it's a great city where the the how they explain it is the rail, the metro rail system unites all the bureaus into uh, into one particular spot. Like it was very fitting using the word unite, and like I said, with the Kobe tragedy, everybody was very, very uh, low key, very empathetic. So uh, mm. even LeBron, he was answering all the questions because uh, usually. LeBron during the season, he's just he's all business. Like, sure. If you're not gonna ask completely. me, if you're not gonna ask me something about the game, and if it's something that you're struggling, I'm gonna go next question on you. Like, and yeah. you're gonna be embarrassed by him. Um, so yeah, I understand uh, your point of sometimes athletes are assholes, definitely. But you know, they in the end they don't like the media. They don't like, they don't. especially nowadays, because everything is so instant, and they want to get the clicks. And they, they, the title is misleading because of it's it's a clickbait, and it's 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 dampering their name because the guy or girl wants to click, and that's where the players are becoming more assholes because they they know that there's a hidden agenda. Sometimes yeah, which is unfortunate, and, yeah, and that's not that's that's like two percent of outlets, you know. The, right, the rest of right. us, 
would love exactly. just a normal human interaction conversation about whatever. Exactly. And, it, that's exactly. what, and I'd argue people want to read it. Right. But because of that 2% of hidden agendas, we suffer. Uh, we, we, we get the, to be punished as well by, by the players. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, again, yeah, it, there's a difference. But, again, we're trying to all get the same to the same path, to the same uh, destination, which is, you know, uh, if you have a, a, a question uh, that, you know, wants to be addressed by um, a particular question that everybody wants to know, then everybody wants to know that question. So you ask it. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, from Spain or from Italy or from um, wherever, Central China. America, um, Japan. You know, it's Japan. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, we're all there for the same purpose. It's the same goal. So, yeah, it was. Um, what was the second part of the question? I well, actually, the so I wanted to ask you about interviews that you've done that have stuck oh, out yeah. to you. And, and I was, I think, what I was alluding to for the first part is that you have made relationships with with Spanish speaking players. It, it looks like you've had some pretty amazing interviews, and I'm I'm always sad that I don't understand. I, I've seen you have one. Like you sat down with Marc Gasol and had, I don't know, a 10 minute interview with them where yeah. you guys looked like you were having, you know, looked like you were, you were very friendly. I was very disappointed. I couldn't understand any of it, but I wanted to see in your mind, if any of those have stuck out to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's different because when you hear somebody speaking Spanish, you kind of connect instantly, even though you don't know the player. Um, and they they appreciate the fact that how I mean the thing is that there has to be a way to do it. And the way I approach it is, I, I let the English speaking folks go first because they're the beat writers. They're the ones who actually you know are there to to get the the, the first quote. And it's this is unofficial, but the way it works is um, the beat writer or the, the the person that's covering traveling with the team should get dibs at the first question. Right, um, they're because they're game-specific. Of course, and, and they, 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 they are with the team 24 hours. So you have to give them that space. Sometimes I see reporters that are uh, not, uh, they, they don't know better, any better. And well, that's again, always helpful about meeting you and Gelb so early is that you were able to teach me some of the unwritten rules of right. the locker right. room. Right. And, and I've seen it where some rookie reporters just go straight up. They want to be the first ones. That's where they get into trouble because then, you know, if the player doesn't even recognize you, hasn't seen you, never seen you, and then you ask something from way left field, you're going to get shut down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, once I let all the English speaking reporters go, I just go and, and approach the player, um, you know, um, super, uh, you know, low key. If, if, and I ask them, ask, always ask them first if they're, you know, okay for a, for, for a quick one on one in Spanish. And I ask him in, in Spanish and I, I introduce myself. I t tell them that I'm, from you know, I, I was you know um, raised in Puerto Rico, um, and and go from there. If they say yes, that's good. If they say no, that's good too. Uh, but yeah, the Gasol brothers always been great, great, great human beings. Um, they were actually 
think Pau was meant to be a doctor. He's super smart guy. I think both their parents are doctors, and he was destined or in his way he had a he had the path to to become a surgeon or something like that, a big big shot in the medicine <laughs> field. And he decided for um, basketball, and same as his brother. And they're again super down to earth, super humble human beings. They've always took time after the game to answer every single question. And that's something that stands out for, from the rest of, of my interviews that, that I've, um, you know, I've done throughout the years that the, uh, you know, the, they don't have to do that. And they choose, they chose every night tired after a win or a loss, especially after a loss to just sit down and just answer all the questions. That's admirable for, from for both for the both both the brothers um yeah also again in baseball there's a lot of uh spanish-speaking uh, players that have also uh been lucky enough to build a relationship uh you got yari molina who's from puerto rico and if they're from puerto rico it's even a, it, it's even a deeper connection because of how small of an island we are. So that's something that's a plus. If the players from Puerto Rico, like J.J. Barea, um, we just um, interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, and he was, you know, doing his routine. Um, usually you need to be in a specific time, specific place. We were late to the game, um, and he was already in his pregame zone. Yeah. zone, and he saw me, he stopped, he said, I got I got five minutes, but I got five minutes for you, and I said I appreciate it. It took eight minutes to interview, and he and he and I apologize after like, hey, sorry it took longer than five. He says no worry, don't worry, and so that that type of relationship that you know the player knows you knows what you're about. That's where you you get your your ex- exclusives and you get your dish. You get your like look at Woj like he, but but it's because what you see behind. The curtain is that that guy is super low-key. He doesn't, he's just all about business. He's, you know, and I, I think that's the way he, he's with the, his players, his sources. He, you, you can trust him. His credibility is at 100%. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, when you are not credible, when you go and have a hidden agenda and people find out and people realize, then, to, to build that back, it's almost impossible because you, you, you cannot be trusted anymore. So that's, yeah. uh, yeah, the big takeaways of that. And yeah, other interviews, I mean, Kobe, it wasn't an interview. I, I asked him a couple of questions. I asked him once in Spanish way back when, about, I want to say maybe five years ago about Gasol, actually, if, you know, it was, uh, he was renewing his contract to become a Laker forever. So it was a two year uh, renewal, and um, I asked him if Gasol was an integral piece for you know them to move forward, and and if he was going to be part of the team. Basically, he said, "Yeah, he's my brother," and basically he said, "We we need Pau Gasol in Spanish," and that was a cool moment because that was my first interaction with Kobe, and it was in Spanish in front of a lot of media, DC media. I was super scared. I was like shaking. But I went for it because that was a once in a lifetime. Yeah, man, you you were always good at going for it, and you helped me gain confidence because I I think 
before I met you guys, I was terrified to ask any questions at all. And then ended up tagging along with you guys and got some amazing interviews over the years, which is, which is cool. How is Kobe's Spanish? It was good. It was better Accent than was, I was uh, on point. Yeah. Bar- Barcelona. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Cause he has that Italy flow and, uh, right. yeah, he, he was good. And then I was able to ask him in Toronto again in Spanish and again, super, super nice, uh, response, super, you know, uh, super detailed uh uh answer and yeah i was fortunate enough to then meet him for the last time in one of my wife's um work events and we talked about uh the barcelona soccer team actually soccer we talked about his favorite team which is barcelona with messi and we talked about how good they are and the the roster is so deep and it's just amazing the fan base and amazing how the city embraces that team and it's just bigger than bigger than sports and yeah that was our last um you know conversation so yeah i was super fortunate to have done that with with him um you know tragically you know we we were still mourning his loss and um so that stands out as as not an interview but it was you know a key moment a, a question that um that, it was just a cool moment yeah. for me. You, you know, I never asked him a question, but the year he was hurt, I did uh, shake his hand as he was leaving the visitor's locker room in, in Verizon Center. And, you know, just a nice firm handshake. It was just cool. Nice. Like, That's Kobe. That's <laughs> oh, Kobe. my goodness. <laughs> uh, and you did ask Pop. You asked Popovich a question one time. Yeah. That was no, no scarier thing out there yeah. than asking Popovich a question. I think yeah. he turned so, it down too, or, or something like that, right? Yeah. So it was, it was, so it was an All Star weekend as well. And mm-hmm. before that, though, I did ask him a question, but it was like a stupid. Question. It was like, and I wanted to be first, and that was again a rookie mistake. Yeah. Uh, but and I went first, but because I've seen other people ask the same question first, which is. Uh, anybody on your injury report uh, list or whatever, so like sure, that. Sure, yeah. Like, you we just knew that. In there. So uh, I think we knew that Manu was injured. He was not playing that night. And I, I, I got in the uh, in a question. He, I think he said, "Yeah, Manu." All right, next, <laughs> and was it was like an to. awkward, awkward silence <laughs> after he answered, <laughs> and it was so embarrassing. Yeah, but I remember. I remember him after or like before games and after games, everybody was scared to ask him a question. It was just awkward silence from, from both ends. Yeah, no, definitely. Kind of definitely. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But to be in that spot, like you, you see it on TV, but to be in that actual spot after you ask the question, he answered, it is like, Oh, kind of surreal. But at the same time, I was like, Oh shit. I, I thought he was going to say more. I had but an then, interaction with Frank Vogel. That was exactly that. I, I forget what my question was, but he just looked at me like I was the dumbest person in the world. And I was just, like, <laughs> just ignore me. <laughs> Don't look at me anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I felt the same the same way. Um, but then in Toronto, again, Toronto arigato. was big for Arigato. For, um, for my question to Popovich was... Uh, so the, so back then the winner of the MLB All Star Game 
had home court advantage in the World Series, which right. was like super yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but again, I think they were just testing the formats and they were trying to make the All Star Game competitive, and no one can right. hate you for that, right? But still, it's a big deal, like home yeah, court, too big, especially too like big. if you go to seven games, like. Um, but whatever. Um, so I asked Pop, "Hey, same question. Do you think, um, do you think the winner of the NBA All Star should have home court advantage throughout the?" NBA Finals. And I have it right here. This is what he responded. He's still an All-Star. Coach, as far as the meaning of the game on Sunday, do you think the winner of the game should have home court advantage in the Finals, NBA Finals? You've got to be joking. You've got to be. You stay up all night to think that? No, I just thought The winner of the All-Star game? You've got yeah. to be. The winner of the All-Star game should get uh, either a, a soft drink or a glass of wine, <laughs> nice dinner, and go home and go back to work. But it has nothing to do with the regular season. It's all entertainment. It's all fun. And it's all showcasing the talents of these guys, which talent that's pretty incredible. Coach, uh, you just... Yeah, <laughs> that's I will. hilarious. All right. Yeah. So I've got about 10 minutes before I got to jump on a call. And I meant to talk about All-Star for the majority of this podcast, but it ended up being more fun to talk about other stuff. But yeah. tell me about All-Star Weekend, Chicago. What was it like? What was your favorite parts? Brands? Oh, sweat, dude. Shoes. Yeah. Landing in uh, Chicago on a Wednesday, um, it was amazing because uh, there was snow to be forecasted and I was – we had a scheduled media run with Nike early uh, Thursday morning, so you know that we're all about that. And you gotta go to that run because you they hook go you up. You get a pair time. of shoes, you get all the, you get a bag, you get clothes to play in, socks so, to play in. So we were leaving from BWA around uh, eight o'clock at night on a Wednesday, and there was a lot of snow in Chicago, but we were able to, uh, you know, uh, depart, and we landed in Chicago. And the first thing you see is like, welcome to Chicago. And then the Bulls, uh, Chicago Bulls logo, home of the Bulls. And then you get that MJ feeling like, okay, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so the next day was snowing. We stayed at a hotel close to where the Nike uh, run was going to be at. It was snowing. It was like a Chicago type of weather. So when I get to the, it was a Boys and Girls Club at the Martin Luther King uh, district. And there were, again, Locker locker rooms, and you had your own bag with your name on it, name tag, with the swag, with the LeBron, the the, the LeBron 17s, Space Jam monsters, which oh. was not even released yet. Like this was, and you get a you got a hoodie, you got a pair of, of pants, uh, you get your obviously your basketball gear, and they tell you, all right, go to to the court. It was a recently renovated court from Virgil. A blah, the, the 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 genius designer that is under uh, designs Louis Vuitton, I think, and the Off White. Uh, he's the name uh, of the whole Off White brand. He's gotcha. he is Off White, and it was amazing. I mean, we were we I don't know. We played for an hour, and it was again. How'd you play? You've been to, you've been to those. Yeah, yeah, I've been to that. It, you you feel like a rock star, and well, it's, Chris Broussard is like putting on his clothes next to me last time in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, ah. 
What's yeah. up, man? Oh, he was on the game after us. We didn't get to play him. Right. And yeah. and even Sai got uh, a shoe. She got the uh, Giannis, new Giannis coming to America. Uh, so, you know, our, our, our folks, our, our contacts at Nike hooked us up and they, they did an amazing job again during All-Star Weekend. Um, so after that, we went to the Jordan. There was a Jordan soft launch um, for for women and women's clothing. And that's where we met Jordan's uh, daughter, Jasmine. Oh, yeah. She was super cool, super down to earth. And that was also an amazing event. Jordan, we met his again. son in uh, Nor- New Orleans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, yeah. So we still need to meet the uh, the middle one and then the twins because he yeah, now has right? a set of twins. Uh, I think it's Jeff. Yeah. 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 So we still we got two down, uh, three to go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you got so, three down. You got uh, V, Michael, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You can so meet the whole we, tour. Right. 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 So we then go to the to the Puma hospitality again. Puma stepping up their game. They're launching more hoop uh, sneakers. So they also hooked us up to with the new pairs of what they're showing uh, over the weekend. Great, great atmosphere. Um, you know, good times. You know, you've been there. Yeah. Good times. Uh, you feel uh, like a rock star. You really do. Yeah. But the real MVPs of this weekend was Mitchell and Ness. They 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 go above and beyond. And if you know somebody at Mitchell and Ness who can hook you up, you're gonna be in a very large hookup. Like it is like you're talking about MJ jerseys. You're talking about like jacket bomber jackets. You're talking about MJ sweatshirts, the warm ups. Like you're you're talking about the real deal, super expensive shit. They are amazing mitchellness and then they invite you if you're fortunate enough to a brunch on a sunday before the game which is like a party it's it's a brunch quote unquote but it's 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 a party ai was there guy fieri was there like it's it's a party and it, it was again i mean top shelf of everything of food of drinks of everything it was amazing um and that was only on a thursday uh also we went uh, during the night to another Jordan event that they had like this big armory where the, uh, remember the Concord 11s, the, the, the Jordan, uh, uh yeah. Concord, they uh-huh. filmed, you remember this commercial where he goes, goes for a dunk. And when he reaches the rim, it's too high. And he's like hanging in, he's hanging, uh, he's hanging from the rim, but he can't go. He, he doesn't want to let go because he's so high. Just I do Google remember. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Yeah. So where this commercial was shot is the Armory in Chicago. That's where they set up this court with, again, with a bunch of Jordan memorabilia. This is a huge space. So we were able, fortunate enough, to get the invite to the media preview and soft opening uh, of that. And it was unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, this was above and beyond. These guys go all in. And uh, I'll, I'll text you the, the videos. Um, you just see the magnitude of, of this location. Right. And yeah, and then, and then Friday was uh, Adidas' turn. Again, they, they were super nice to us. Um, Kanye West with the whole Yeezy basketball shoes. Super that. mega hype. Like there were these, these armored cars um, just throwing out GCs in the streets and people went 
crazy. I like this that. was this is this is the Quite definition. Genius, of... actually, because yeah. if you think about like yeah. a Super Bowl commercial, they're spending a million dollars to right. make a bunch of Yeezys. Like, how many can a million dollars make? Probably a ton. And right. and I saw that that was almost what I saw most monitoring All Star Weekend on social media was the Yeezy armored vehicles handing out Yeezys. Like, it was great. Genius. It was. Adidas genius. always did it. They were always my favorite uh, in past All Stars. The hospitality yeah. suite. Yeah, the only thing, uh, obviously, the only uh, uh, I, they fixed, I guess, a glitch that they they, they called it uh, a glitch, I guess, um, is that now you you were on. I was fortunate enough to be on the list. I can only bring one guest, and that guest was not was given a different wristband, which meant you you didn't get swag oh. after because you got the swag after you visited the suite. Then you go to another counter with the ticket. And they give you the swag. Once you give that ticket away, that's it. That's so different. That's so different. Than remember, plastic. compared to other years, we, yeah, just, they were just we like handing us bags. Kept, kept coming back, and they got, "Are you good with shoes?" Like, well, if you got more, you got, yeah, yeah. Wait. Did you go no, the last they, day be, to all the spots again? Because that's when they were just like shoveling. We us went. Swag. We went back to Mitchell because um, the shirt, the, the shirt size was 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 too big. So I said, I, I just want a medium. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll exchange it. And by the way, just grab more stuff. And like, oh, okay. It yeah. was like the Adidas feel. Yeah. But, but Adidas is cutting down, definitely. Um, so we, that night, right, we went to a celebrity game. We we uh, caught up with uh, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, baby. Saw that again, your Bad boy. Bad Bunny, baby, baby. Second, your second. Uh, yeah, he's my best friend now, man. I saw about? that. <laughs> And we caught up with uh, the chef, Jose Andres, the uh, Spaniard chef, who was a uh, mm-hmm. big deal in D.C. Um, and that was that was it for Friday. Fr- Friday was also pretty pretty nice. Uh, Saturday, we just hung out a little bit of the Mountain Dew um, pop-up. It was okay. Yeah, Saturday probably, starts winding down a little bit yeah. as far as like the industry yeah. stuff. Because you got Media Day with NBA, which is, you know, it's like super uh, – too many people can't yeah, get any good questions. It, it just, right. It's not. And, it's and not. yeah, exactly. And then I know you, you got two minutes left. Uh, yeah. and, and then, and then Sunday again, you go again, we went to this brunch, Mitchell Ness, but you, it's, it winds down. You're just getting ready for the game and what a game it was. So we, we need another podcast to, to, to just, just talk about the pregame stuff that was so heartbreaking and the same, so emotional. And then the, the new you? format. It was amazing. Are, was what time do you point. drive home? Can I can I call you on Skype again or? Yeah, or you, actually, let's uh, do it again. Let's do it again. But I do have to, I do have to run. I hate to cut you off because it was yeah. And and to talk to you for the first time in a while in person, uh, and have it recorded. I'm sorry about that, but uh, oh, I I, I love it, man. I appreciate yeah. the invite. And let's uh, do it again. Yeah, please please have me again. Thank you.